The Nerd and Tie Podcast is, unsurprisingly, a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts, from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord at nerdandtie.com slash discord. This episode of the Nerd and Tie Podcast is brought to you by The Lone Tree Tapes. Point of Insanity Game Studio and the Eclectic Media Project present The Lone Tree Tapes, an eight-part audio drama inspired by Lovecraftian themes and done in analog horror-inspired style. In episode one, our narrator introduces us to a series of cassette tapes that belong to the recently deceased husband of a childhood friend. But these are no ordinary mixtapes. Between the music, a story unfolds of strange events that occurred in a small town in Northern California. The Lone Tree Tapes features a full soundtrack with original songs to help move the story along. Visit anchor.fm slash eclectic-media-podcast to experience the mystery of what happened in the small town of Lone Tree, California. Hey, would you like to sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right, for just $20, we'd say your name here. We'd say how cool you are, and we'd compliment you on those kicking jeans. Just go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor button, and uh, follow the rules. Or you can contribute to our legal fund by going to gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. On this month's edition of Nerd and Tie, anime magic shut down by the hotel during a drag show. We get our first look at live-action Cowboy Bebop. The Evangelion dub saga continues. The Suicide Squad squatted. Marvel's What If has started. Spider-Man has a new trailer. And the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. All this and, well, but all this, this. <laughs> on this month's Nerd and Tie. Ooh. Oh yeah! Yeah, boy. I'm I'm never saying that again. I'm sorry. I I was about to wow. <laughs> that that came out of my mouth. It felt inappropriate as it happened, and uh, I uh, regret it. Minute oh, one, and we are off the rails. I would like Good to start. apologize to Good whatever start. community that offended, because it definitely offended me. <laughs> Oof. Oof. All right, offending. Someone is, of course, <laughs> Trey Dorn. I got... look if 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 they aren't uh, if they aren't mad at me on TikTok yet, uh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. That's that's fair. Because <laughs> they will and... definitely tell me when I do something wrong. <laughs> and uh, so far as I know, hasn't offended a large chunk of our uh, listenership. Is Gen Proc? Oh, just wait. It'll happen. Just wait. I it, I I think it's we bound all to. we we all do it now and then because uh oh no I I probably hate something you love I'm I'm Nick Azumi um I I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to do the show this month you guys I think um yeah I I feel like we have a fun lineup this this month aside from the first story which is not particularly fun but no. Uh... <laughs> so um i i guess should should we just plow right into that first story yeah i, I guess uh, we're gonna yeah. kind of have to it's so this is this has it's, been a hard story to to research um it's it's a doozy of a downer uh so anime magic for those of you who don't know is a uh anime convention in the chicago area 
Um, and it took place. It took place in the middle of August. And now, we've you know I've we've made comments about how having an anime convention in the middle of a pandemic is not necessarily a good idea. Uh, they did require either I think either vaccination or a negative test, and they did. I I'm not sure about that. They did require masks. That I know. Um, so I don't want to comment. But surprise, surprise. Though, uh, somehow, they, they made it into our rundown for completely unrelated reasons to COVID. It's, I don't... <laughs> it's, Surprise? It's bizarre. On the Saturday night of the convention, um, the Anime Magic had a drag show. And it was scheduled, like, the they had programming scheduled to go to, like, 3 in the morning, I think. And in the middle of the drag show, um, it was... It was so I'm I'm having a hard time piecing this together because the convention is has not issued an official statement. They have um, asked that people who have um, who have wit- witnesses or anyone who has recordings of what happened at the convention um, send them stuff, but they haven't released an official statement of events. I reached out to them directly and asked for some stuff, and they just said that uh, they they don't have anything at this moment that they're ready to share with the press. So that's why, if you're wondering why there hasn't been like a like a, a news story news story on our website about this, it's because I don't have a ton of factual information to give like behind the reasoning. But um, so what happened was is that during the drag show, um, it was announced that the uh, the hotel was effectively shutting down the uh, the event. Um, and actually at, at, at one point, uh, said that if people did not leave, they would call the police and the police would escort the attendees out. And, uh, the, the police did arrive from what I'm told. However, they were not, they did not actually have to, um, escort people out. Uh, people did leave on their own, but, and this, this happened during the middle of the drag. So there is a video of, of these, these events online. Um, and I will link that in the show notes. I will, I like, there's a video from inside the drag show. Um, and so you can, you can actually watch, <laughs> watch what happened there. Um, and the, the convention was allowed to continue on Sunday, right? So like, this isn't like, this isn't like DashCon where like they hadn't paid the hotel their money. This isn't like a situation where they were getting kicked out of the hotel actively, um, but the hotel, and we don't know if it's related to the content of the programming. Like it happened to happen w- during the drag show at the hotel, but we don't know if th- because there's been no official statement from any parties about this. We know that it happened. We do not know why it happened. If there were any events, if there was anything else happening in the hotel that could have caused this to like. They could have prompted the hotel to, to shut this down. We literally have no idea. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, like, I I almost feel like that worked out better for Anime Magic because, yeah. like, with, with there being a lot that we just don't know on the details, I think it's it's harder for people to get down on the on the organizers of the event because it's it just it. I don't know. It it the hotel looked like the bad guys from the outside. That's for sure. Yeah, it's well, and in in this situation, like it it's really apparent that, like it's it's 
it's really apparent something happened. Mm. But it's not really clear what. Like, it makes it really hard to judge the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, if there was like bad stuff happening, then, you know, judge it one way, or if the hotel was doing it, like, I, you just don't know. I have a it's friend who was who was at the event, but I haven't really, I haven't really wanted to prod them too much on it, and I might, well, I might talk to them later. But was your friend an attendee? Uh, yeah, my my friend yeah. is an attendee, but they also were have been staffing events for uh, right. It's like well, half a decade, so I don't. It's it's just so hard to say because, like, from the attendee point of view, I've talked to more than one attendee who was there, and they just were informed, like an announcement came out that the uh, drag show was getting shut down like at that moment like and there was no um like the on the ground reports that I've heard from a couple of different people have have been that there it was just suddenly things were being closed it makes me wonder like was it just the drag like was there other programming going on at the same time I think in there was. the space there was other programming going on at the event at the time, and also, but from what I'm told, everything got shut down. Okay, which is strange because, like, the the Anime Magic's from from what I have been told, Anime Magic's like contract like wasn't like curfewed. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That would be the only the only issue would be like if they're running too late that the hotel wouldn't allow it. But it sounds like that's not the that's not yeah. a thing. I like the only thing I can think of was I know like uh, when I and I I shouldn't spitball too much but I when I was uh, when I went to anime uh, apocalypse a, a now defunct con that was in northern Illinois um, like their rave had to pause in the middle of it to send anyone under eighteen home. Because of like curfew laws in uh, in Illinois, yeah, or at least in Winnebago County, I don't remember which like how it worked, but anyone under eighteen had to be sent home because of like either uh, state or local uh, laws, and like yeah. I know that was a that wasn't a thing that they had to enforce, but that's the only the closest thing I can even think of. So, ugh. yeah, it's a possibility, but. Until we get more information, it's yeah, it's it's like it's anybody's guess. <laughs> yeah, it's we, but we needed to, you know, so we needed to report on this because this was kind of a big deal that this happened. However, right, yeah, it's, it's big news. We can't just not acknowledge it. Yeah, but the the problem is, is just like, <laughs> what do you the like? Are kind of few and the, far between. The details are hard to find, and when the even the like when the con- when the convention's not putting out an official statement. Well, that so the convention not putting out a legal statement leads some people to suspect that the only reason why you wouldn't put out a con- uh, an official statement is if it might legal weaken your legal position. Yeah, that's ew. that that's a legitimate concern. I I don't know, but I I don't want to speculate either because I just. We don't have the information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully more information to come. 
That's crossing fingers and toes. No kidding. All right. You know, you know what is makes me way happier though? That something that I was cautiously optimistic about that's turning into high key optimistic about. What? Yes, the the Netflix live-action Cowboy Bebop has released its first uh, cast pictures, and they are freaking bangers. Well, it's not just uh, cast pictures. It's also set pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, they didn't just nail... Like, the set looks like the ship from the anime. Right. It's... Absolutely beautiful. But, like, the cast are like beat perfect great costuming great uh uh great dog we saw Ian a while ago <laughs> yeah, we saw I like him. A while he's ago. a good boy well what i love about this costume is that uh so we've got um john cho as spike is spot on perfect spike costume like mm-hmm. it's amazing um mustafa shakir as as jet is literally like he walked off an animation cell yeah, and it's then, beautiful. And then it's Faye Valentine, and then Faye Valentine is wearing an outfit that makes sense to wear for a human being. Yes, and it's. <laughs> I mean, she's still got like the top. Right. Well, she's still got the red jacket, the yellow top, and she's wearing shorts. But it's just that she's she, wearing those short shorts with the stock with the yeah, tights. Or, well, and they're and not, or stockings. They're higher. Like, they're much higher waisted, and you know, much more sensible shorts that a human being would, you know not feel terrible in color and there's a lot more fabric on that yellow top in live action but it's and... got the right cut well no but like, yeah exactly it's, right it's, it's the same cut it is, is really you cool. feel like well because the biggest so my wife like krista like really likes cowboy bebop when i showed it to her. i only showed it to her last year um okay she had never seen it before and i owned the box set so we watched it and she loved the series she loved everything about it except for Faye valentine's outfit because no, it, it is often very exploitatively drawn and like and depending on the episode sometimes those shorts get way shorter than other episodes <laughs> um and so like I... oh sorry go ahead yeah no it's so it corrects it corrects the only thing that like i love cowboy bebop i think it's a masterpiece of a series but this corrects the only thing i didn't like about it i well, also and... even love oh sorry i just no go for it thing I love that they didn't shy away from her just having purple hair. Like, not crappy wig purple hair, but, like, realistic-ish, looks like something that someone would dye their hair kind of purple hair. Dug that. A+. plus. Go ahead, Gan. Oh, I was going to say, as far as her outfit and them, like, changing it up into, like, high-waisted stuff, high-waisted fashion is, like, pretty of this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and knowing Faye as the character, she would like she's pretty fashion forward. She is literally extremely. Of, well, she's <laughs> like, but, she, but she's also literally of this time. In well, I, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with the timeline in this because obviously they said they said this isn't gonna be just like a direct straight remake. You know, it's it it's gonna be in the spirit of, but they're not gonna just beat for beat everything. So like in the original series, like she, the Faye Valentine is literally of the time we are currently living in. Yeah, mm-hmm. so right. like she would she would be wearing and be like unconsciously comfortable in you know the outfit right. they put her in. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's still it's very stylish and it's very sexy. It's, yeah, which is but it's everything practical. she is. 
which is right. way more her character. It, yeah. It looks like she'd actually be comfortable sitting down on a bench. Mm-hmm. And if um if I may say with the, the set pieces. Oh it's... one thing that's very, very exciting looking at the sets, looking at, at like one specific photo, there is a photo of Spike in a church. Oh yeah, no the, yeah. Yeah. and that is oh <laughs> Very exciting if you have seen Bebop and know the story. Yeah. Also, Ballad of Fallen Angels is just such a good episode. And yeah. Um. Also, speaking of speaking of uh, uh, sexy and John Cho. Oh my God, John Cho looks amazing as Spike. Like, I I I know I said it, but I was saying it when he was first cast. He's ever, like when you think of Spike, what is he? He's cool. He's skinny. He's funny. He's good at fights. What what can John Cho do? Yep. Is he is he funny as hell? Yes. Can he fight? I've seen him in some good action sequences. Dude can do can fight. Does he look cool as hell? Hell yeah. This yeah. is this is ideal casting. I'm. Mm. I mean, oh, so excited. <laughs> I mean, I was I was kind of put in a little bit of a quandary because I saw how much you guys liked it. And then, like, I went and, like, looked at some of my other friends and they were all like, oh, the lighting's not right. Oh, this looks like crap. Blah, 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 blah. And well, I'm just like, ditch those friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, yes. no, they have they have bad taste sometimes. And I <laughs> I disagree with them freaking let it go it's not going to be like as it's not going to be the anime made 3d right and it should like, it's be. just not <laughs> you have to it, let that go bebop it's is its own beautiful thing yeah this is going to be something slightly different get and, used to it and i agree with that because it shouldn't be oh just because if you just do a one-to-one remake there's no point in remaking it but yeah. if you capture the the tone the feel and you explore something interesting and cool with these characters which so far i have every indication to believe that's what they're doing yeah this will be worthwhile i mean it's it's a good example i think can be um with ghostbusters where um like the the latest trailers really look like they still have the same integrity of the in, of the original movie whereas some of the ones that have been made in between d- didn't really keep that I, and so can be very polarizing i sort of see that i guess i don't know i'm i'm just it, so sick of the of the baseless meme that has become so popular of oh netflix adaptation it's automatically going to suck and I'm just in this corner being like, um, hello, The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, The Witcher. Yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like The Witcher. And and uh, frankly, Queen's Gambit. <laughs> there are people who have uh, some problems with Queen's Gambit because they made the lead too attractive. <laughs> oh no. Well, no, I mean just fans of the book. Like it's based on the description of the character in the. Sorry. It, that's there's a conversation happening around that. Like. I don't. And I don't want to. Don't, don't get me started of, on on book movie discourse. I'll the, bring the, the Tolkien of, in and just. 
<laughs> like, I don't want to do. They find the best actors <laughs> that can do the portrayals well. I mean, guess what? Jet Black isn't actually black in the anime. Right, I know. <laughs> like, the thing is, I, I associate Jet so much with the performance by Bo Billingsley in exactly, the English dub. Exactly. Same. He, he's one of that, that pantheon of anime characters that I think a lot of people have coded as black men, mm. even if they weren't drawn as such. Like, mm. I... Jet, like, again, I just, I think Mustafa Ali was just such a good, I such a good casting choice. He's, he's a good actor. And I... And he's so proportionally as, the right height compared to John Cho. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and I don't, so like, long as he is the doting team mom that Jet is. That's, that's really, um, like, the whole thing for me with the casting of the two of the, the two guys is that they have to be the right relative height to each other. Because it's the only, like, it's such a weird, petty thing that, like, it bothers me when characters aren't. But, like, it's, don't get me started on Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Mm, yep. <laughs> I was just talking to Eric the other day about, like, about that. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. He gave a good performance as the character. Oh, yeah. And I love Logan so much. But the fact is, is that my way too tall. Wolverine was five feet tall. Like, he was he's, the same height. He's the as, height of me. He's, he's supposed to be Gen height. He's shorter than Edward Elric, like, he's, canonically. He's, I think he's technically, <laughs> maybe he's technically 5'1", but, like, it's still, like, he's, like, shorter than my wife. I and actually kind of tying both of your uh both of your observations together with both Tolkien and Heights, I get where you're coming from because I've watched Lord of the Rings with my wife and it drives her nuts that the hobbits don't seem to be the same height compared to the other characters, depending on when the scene is being shot. <laughs> and I have an explanation for that. Oh my god. There's a legit explanation for that. We may need to have this discussion. <laughs> I can I'm, discuss it later. Yes, we shall. Oh my god! No, okay. This is very excited for this. Uh, like, yes. so we know that they've also got Yoko Kano coming back to do the music. Oh yeah, which no, is that was the most important. That was the most important part of this at all. Of all of it for me. Yeah. I I can agree with that. Kano's music is there. Uh, apparently, Shinichiro Watanabe has. Uh, given his okay on a lot of the process, Good. this is everything is looking right. Good. I uh, very enthusiastic. Looking forward to November. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh man. I, we'll probably be talking about the show on here. I'm going to guess. Yeah. No. Like, that's. <laughs> No, we're, we're all fans, but we're not going to talk yeah, about Yeah, no, we're, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> no. So while we're talking about things Netflix nailed, I, I want to go back to something that Netflix kind of bungled. Um, oh, yeah. That I, thought, that I thought was over. I thought we were done with this. We're not. Friends... The 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 dub of Evangelion Saga continues. <laughs> now, a quick rundown where we last left off for people who might not remember. Um, Netflix uh, uh, got rubbed a bunch of people, myself included, the wrong way when they announced that they were uh, doing a brand new dub of the cult classic anime Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
Um, the new dub was uh, further polarizing, not just not bringing back the original actors who have been playing the roles like basically nonstop since the VHS release, but also um, doing a brand new script for the subtitles and, among other things, bizarrely translating Kaoru Nagisa's I Love You as You Are Worthy of My Grace, which I don't even... <sighs> so it was it's been this whole thing it it gets weirder it, it i or at least i thought it would be done then it got weird again so um netflix didn't get the streaming rights to the fourth and presumably final evangelion film amazon did and amazon uh decided to so amazon decided to stream all four of the rebuild of evangelion films and Amazon decided to redub all four of them. Not just the brand new one, but the other three that had been dubbed by Funimation Entertainment and for the most part brought back the 90s cast from ADV Studios. So they redubbed them. Uh, Spike Spencer, Allison Keith, Tiffany Grant all reprised their roles, but. Bizarrely, uh, Brenna Palencia was replaced with the original 90s actress uh, Amanda Wynn-Lee, who played Ray. A bunch of other ADV actors were brought back to reprise their roles. It was a big crowd pleaser. It was pretty cool. I felt nostalgic and teared up a little. Very good. Okay, this has been weird, but I figured we were going to be done with it. Well, then G-Kids, a subsidiary of Shout Factory, made their announcement that they're putting Evangelion on Blu-ray. Are you guys ready for it to get stupid again? Yes. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. The beloved ADV dub is getting released on Blu-ray. Yes, I, I'm very excited for this. And admittedly, I, I do need to give that, like, I do feel like I need to give that little uh, disclaimer here. I'm friends with several members of that cast. I, I have a horse in this race. That said, the ADB dub is only going to be included on the $300 Ultimate Edition, which is already sold out. To be fair, like if you want to get the DVD release with that cast... You're spending at least that right now. Anyways. You're you're spending at least three hundred bucks right now yeah. too. Yeah, so it's not great. Or there is the hundred seventy five dollar collector's edition, which will include once again the ADV cast. Great. Okay, so one hundred seventy five is the cheapest that you can get it for. Sorry. Yes, that's okay. the cheapest you can get it if you Still want the less original than those DVDs. You can get the series. For on rightstuffanime.com, uh, you can get the complete TV series for about $45, $50. But it will only include the new Netflix dub and the Netflix subtitles. Fuck that version. Oh, sorry. Which is, which is weird, right? Like, yeah. this is such a strange... Why would you put the... Why would you put the other version behind the paywall? Like... I'm I'm wondering if someone it seems like someone some power power that be that owns the rights to wants the ADV cast to be forgotten because even in the marketing materials they refer to the Netflix dub as the official dub. 
and uh, the ADV dub as the classic dub. I'm 100% betting it's about the translation more than the cast. I, you know, I believe it, but it's bad translation. Right, I, I but, don't know. I mean, didn't we talk about like how the entire reason that translation change happened for the uh, Netflix cast was because of uh, um, people being like the hearing people laugh in reaction to the original Japanese creators hearing let people laugh in reaction to a certain moment in the Ava series caused them to want to like redub things in a much more like yeah it's so it's it's I'm, a very literal translation, but it also suffered. I I found I did some more digging. And the person who wrote the translation is low-key creepy and high-key sketchy. Okay. Um, my, my personal favorite is in episode four, there's a throwaway line on the radio that's on in the, in the hospital Shinji's in. Yeah. And what it says in it, what it says is a religious sect performed an act of terrorism. Specifically, what is said in Japanese is sekuto. So, like, like just a romanization of, of the word sect, religious sect. Yeah. The translator wrote for the subtitles and for the new dub script, leftist radicals. You are... F- they got, they got leftist radicals from sekuto, like religious sect. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's not great. Um dude's uh dude's explanation for like uh trying to downplay uh Kaoru's Daisuke, uh which could be read as I really like you, not necessarily I love you to Shinji was, well isn't it more interesting if there's if it's kind of ambiguous what he's saying? No, it's more interesting if he says he loves him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot more interesting. I, I, I've i said this on Twitter, but, like, Evangelion and, and Tokyo Babylon were my literal first exposure to queer characters in media. So this is, like, what, I, this is what I think is going to happen. I am, my existence is Kaoru's fault. That's all I'm saying. I think okay. they, they rightly figured... Well, okay, so here's the thing. Paying, putting the release of two different dubs... I think they're probably required to put the Netflix dub on any release, right? That might be a requirement. Right. And it it does then cost more money to license the ADV dub for uh, the special editions. And so what they're counting on is that the dedicated fans who want that ADV dub are going to go up to the higher-priced versions of the discs. And so that's... That that's they're counting on that, and that the casual people who don't necessarily like have that nostalgia for that dub aren't going to, they're not going to spend more on that higher thing. So guaranteed sales of the collector edition, well, they can put a less expensive version out that has a lower cost per unit production. Now it's entirely possible that you know a year or two down the line they come up with a less like maybe a sixty dollar version that still has the ADV dub on it, but not until long after they've sold out of these collector editions and these right. higher tier versions. Um, so I think, I think the reason, like the, the logistics for why the ADV dub is only going to be in the higher tier is 100%, um, just it, and it has to be profit driven because they got to pay to make the discs. And so they're, they're counting on the, um, the hardcore fans being willing to spend more money on that. And that'll actually probably help subsidize the disc production. Uh, And I get that. It's just, it's, it's even funnier because like the, the rebuild films, which, to properly understand, you need to see the TV series anyway. 
The only, there are two different dubs of them, but both of those dubs only have large portions of the ADV cast. So it's going to be, it's going to be a cluster for someone who gets into this later and wants to watch it in English. That's, that's a bummer to me. I just, it's just a huge mess. Oh, also, um, I just want to dispel one more bizarre rumor that I've seen online while we're talking about licensing fees and that. So the new Blu-ray release will not include the song Fly Me to the Moon uh, at all, just like the Netflix version. Um, And I've seen some interesting speculation from people saying, oh, I bet ADV didn't even pay for the rights to the song in the first place. They 100% did. And I'm and I'm just in the corner like, no, no. Like, I can imagine someone believing that if you weren't watching anime in the 90s or you weren't aware that ADV also released, you know, several CDs that have six different Ava recordings of Fly Me to the Moon on it. Yeah, and, like, clearly, like, it's fully, like, the... It's in the credits. It's in the, the English credits. The The fact of the matter is licensing of songs has gotten way more expensive even just in the last 10 oh yeah years. no it's what well, well you know what it is is that it's, like it's so all those contracts that the whatever adv signed are way less expensive than what those same things would be now and also just including mm-hmm. streaming in those contracts um it makes everything more complicated like i mean you look at like any like a lot of shows kept like a lot of shows that had licensed soundtracks like had licensed songs as their theme songs like take um well charmed is the big example right Charm, mm-hmm. the way the contract was structured, they had a the Love Spit Love cover of the um, the Smiths, How Soon Is Now. And a version of the song was originally co- a cover originally recorded for the Kraft soundtracks. Um, yes, I know these things. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a witch. I can even tell you what scene in the Kraft the song plays. Uh, but also, it, but although it's more associated with that movie because they also use that in the trailer for the Kraft, so that's why. But... Um, it's really an unimportant movie moment an unimportant moment in the movie when it shows up but it became the charmed theme when charmed got its release on streaming because um the amount of money it would cost to license the theme song for streaming they put in like uh effectively like a random song that matched the beats of the edit of the opening title sequence close enough Uh, i mean yeah like it's yeah charmed uh daria and that and and that's um, the opening several theme. Several others, but like importantly with Charmed, that's the opening theme. Like Oof. with Ava, this is the ending theme. And like, while it's true, as you know, when growing, you know, when I was in my twenties and we would be watching this with friends, we'd all sing along to the end theme because we're a bunch of nerds and we all like learned the Japanese lyrics to the opening thing well enough, and we'd sing along as nerds. Because we were watching VHS, you can't skip intro. And you can't. Why would you? And when there's multiple episodes on a VHS tape, you play through those end credits. Um, so yeah, it's uh, like it's. I don't think it it ruins the experience to lose "Fly Me to the Moon," and I understand from a cost saving measure why you would um, just go find a vintage copy of the ADV CD and hit play on it on a your stereo if you own a CD player, I guess. I'm I'm realizing that um, I'm trying to think if I have something that I have CDs in my apartment, but I don't. Oh wait, that computer has an optical drive still. All right, I have something that can play CDs in my apartment. Oh, my Blu-ray players can play CDs. What am I talking about? <laughs> I forget that they can do that. 
it's yeah, like I'm like I guess you know like as a film preservation you know, person it it bums me out. I understand why though. I just I see that it's just specifically that rumor of oh I bet they didn't even pay for it. It was the Wild West back then. No, no, it wasn't the no, Wild guys, West. It was there were. It was very much the opposite of the Wild West. Also, also, it, it I know it it sounds like a fun you know cute story, but the the much more depressing truth of the matter is that global capitalism sucks and music music licensing is horrifying and kind of gross. Um, that's that's really what that's really the cause of this, not. Yeah, no, it's guys. <laughs> Well, also, like, it wasn't the Wild West back then. Fandom was the Wild <laughs> West. Conventions were kind of the Wild West. But officially licensed commercial products weren't. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You dumb. All right, so we should move on to the next story. Indeed. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Ooh. Squad. The, 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 the is very the, and the and the and for important. I got lost there in the thes. Um, 2016 Suicide Squad is an amazing movie because I don't know if there's a movie that I hate that much that has sequels that I love this much. Well, like, so, 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 so the 2016 Suicide that. Squad is, I mean, watch the Folding Ideas video on about editing and the Suicide Squad because the who knows if the original movie would have been any good if it was edited by the people who, like, made it. Right? Like, I don't have a whole lot of faith, like looking at the material that was released. Well, that's true. That's true. Like this is Katana. She's got my back. Like it was the big that 2016 Suicide Squad was the biggest waste of Joel Kinnaman ever, and I like I really enjoyed his redemption in in the new one because, like, I was like, yes, I knew I saw the killing. I know this man can act. This movie was everything I wanted. Uh, it was vulgar, disgusting, uh, and insanely funny. Yeah. Highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just it's it's great. It it's what you want out of a Suicide Squad movie, even if you know clearly you know, Idris Elba's character is dead shot with the numbers filed off. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, like. You can tell that decision to have him not be Deadshot was a decision that was made well after they were happy with the script. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, look, this character also has a kid who he's trying to, like, do something for it. He's kind of the leader and black. Yeah, but but he he doesn't like Superman. He's not a he's not a Batman guy. So it's really different. <laughs> also like he I, has magic I, I, guns I'll, I'll, i've said this before and i'll say it again i no offense to will smith i love will smith but i that's kind of the problem is that i love will smith and i kind of have trouble buying him as someone who kills people for money and like idris elba really gets into this role like you almost forget that he is like one of the suavest mofo is alive because he is a he is a he is a lovable character, but he is a badass, scary character when he means to be. It was mm, I liked Bloodsport a lot. He was a very cool character. 
Yeah. I, I like Idris Elba a lot, I always, though. So honestly, I'll tell bonus. you, though, I, I keep forgetting Bloodsport's name. Because <laughs> he's not I, a character I, I was familiar with before the movie, right? Like, No, that's super fair. That's super fair. Like, I'm more familiar with Ratcatcher than I am with Bloodsport, okay? I <laughs> like, had to wiki Bloodsport I'm, when the trailer I'm, came I, out. I'll I, put it that I, way. Was, I, was, I was much more familiar with the Polka Dot Man, with, with Polka Dot Man so, like... Also, Polka Dot Man, awesome. Ratcatcher 2, loved her. She was an excellent character. Oh, no, I, I think she has mono. Um... I'm just convinced of that. Like they tried to play the lazy millennial, but it it really just appears as though she has mono. Yeah, that's fair. No, I see that. Uh, John Cena was hilarious. John Cena's having a year <laughs> between F9, which I mean, he just played a, a but like uh, the Suicide Squad and then Vacation Friends. Like his three movies this summer, like he's it. Well, he, the, the between the Suicide Squad and Vacation Friends, he's wasted in in F nine. Like, like you cast oh, John he steals Cena. The show in Bumblebee. Like, yes, he does. He's, he's great in that. he was just supposed to be like army guy, but he's he's so good in that movie. Oh, he's good like. in everything he does. That, no, that's why I was annoyed with F nine because like they wasted. They had John Cena and they didn't use ninety percent of what John Cena can do on screen. Why Why would you... I'm sorry, John Cena's awesome. Like, why... Yeah, it's uh, okay. He'll be able to do more once he becomes family. Again. <laughs> I mean, technically, he kind of... F9 spoilers, he's Vin Diesel's secret brother. Yeah, you just, like, that... The Toretto three kids are just a... Don't make any genetic sense. Nope. No, and, no uh, that's uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, no, and I just want to point out that Mia in the first Fast and the Furious refers to Dom as her only brother, and uh, <laughs> that's real fucking awkward. Because I watched all the Fast and the Furious movies right around the same time I watched F9, so I had the canon was fresh in my head. Um. I, I also, I while well, I'm shouting out performances, big shout out uh, once again to Margot Robbie for being manic oh my and God. hilarious. And I, every movie her Harley Quinn is in, I end up loving her more and more oh, yeah, and no. hating 2016 Suicide Squad more and more. She's, <laughs> she's really good in 2016 Suicide Squad. Like I know she's wasted there though. Right, like, no, but, and that's why like it's, I think that, like, I like the way that, like, every single one of these movies, like, you feel like Margot Robbie's playing the same character, but it very much feels like when the same character plays in, appears in different comic books, mm-hmm. like, in the same continuity, where, like, they're drawn slightly differently, and their personalities maybe just a little different depending on the writer, but it still feels like the core of the character, and, like, I really feel like, like, that's, that's the, the Margot, because like, this isn't, doesn't feel quite like the same character we got in Birds of Prey, but it still feels like like it like the the core is still there um and also she's just straight murdering people in this movie <laughs> yeah and it was it's fun there's a there is a action sequence of harley blowing through a uh hotel full of goons and like I love the funhouse fight scene in Birds of Prey, yeah. and this one was even more fun. In it's just, 
sheer level of ridiculous ultraviolence. It was, uh, it was so much fun. Also, okay, big one. I was not expecting a mainstream big-budget superhero movie to be so anti-U.S. imperialism. Oh, yeah. But it is very bluntly an anti-U.S. imperialism movie, and I'm here for it. I am frickin' here for it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a smart movie. It's a vulgar, gross movie, but it's also an extremely smart movie. Ah, sorry, there's just, there's so many good things. Please go watch The Suicide Squad. It's really good. Okay. It, it, yes, Gen specifically. Yeah, Gen specifically you needs to watch The Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, you will like it. There's some extremely gross stuff in it, but there's also okay. some extremely cute shark man in it. Oh my God, Sylvester Stallone. I series. Like, I'm okay with gross stuff. <laughs> I just want to see. I, I do want to see like the the voice sessions where Sylvester Stallone recorded those lines. Oh God, yeah. Like especially the part running around the tank. <laughs> okay, but I haven't. So I haven't seen the movie at all. But I have heard one like amazing little story that came out of it. And that is that apparently there was a stray cat that kept coming to set. And the actor who played Polka Dot Man, I forget his name, um, oh, yeah. adopted that cat. Oh, that's adorable. And, and there are pictures of him and the cat. And he's got a little Polka Dot Man costume for the cat. <laughs> and it is the most adorable thing you've ever seen. I... I feel bad I can't remember his name because I have a friend who, um, uh, it's a small world after all, Chicago area friend, was an extra in uh, The Dark Knight. And uh, she apparently met the actor playing Polka Dot Man when they were filming that movie. And, like, she thought that he was, she thought he was really n nice and really cool. So she was, oh. like, ecstatic to see him again. He's also an Ant-Man. I mean, he's yeah. in Ant-Man movies. Um, he's in a ridiculous number of superhero movies. Yeah. All right. So He's also Calendar Man in the uh, Long Halloween animated film. All right. So that is, that is. Moving Suicide on. Suicide Squad, moving on. to, to Go see it. <laughs> Weasel is the best. through this. Oh, Weasel's nah, great. I'm done. Um, Weasel. Weasel lives. Um, <laughs> next up is, uh, so Marvel's What If has started airing, and we've gotten a few episodes of the series. Um, and so far it is, um, enjoyable. Like, so I've, I've watched the three episodes that have aired at the time of recording this episode. Um, Nick, have you, I think you've watched just the first one? I've watched the Captain Carter one, yeah. All right, so. I haven't watched the other two yet. So the, the three episodes we've gotten, there's Captain Carter, we've gotten a What If T'Challa, um, so, so the first one is What If, uh. What if Peggy Carter had gotten the super soldier serum instead of Steve? Uh, the second one is what if T'Challa was uh, taken by the Ravagers instead of Peter Quill and became Star-Lord? And then the third one is pretty much um, <laughs> uh, what if that one really eventful week in phase one of the MCU went really wrong? Okay. Um, and... I think that uh, without any spoilers for the three episodes that we've gotten so far, because I think they're building towards something bigger than just these individual slices of the multiverse, um, is that all of these episodes needed about 10 minutes more. Mm. Uh, I, 
you, you know, I I can kind of see where you're coming at. Only I've only watched the first one. Yeah. And I honestly thought it made really good economical use of storytelling. Well, I think like that, I was blown away by how how uh, many times have how you much watched, they covered. Here, here's my question: How many times have you watched Captain America: The First Avenger? A lot, like you a have. lot, a lot. Right, it's one of so, my favorite movies. And and don't get me wrong, I really like that episode of What If. I like that first episode. But there are many things they did just blow by because, like, there's stuff they skipped which was good. Like, the, the USO show thing was great that they skipped that, and they made a comment about that. Like, that makes sense. But there's a lot of moments where um, I just felt like it, like, it, they, they kind of just relied on you being familiar with the story. You know what I mean? No, that's fair. But honestly, this is, this is going to be the, my steaming hot take that I know I'm going to get in trouble for. I think uh, Captain Carter episode did the 40s setting better than First Avenger did. And First Avenger is in my top five favorite Marvel movies. Like, I love that movie. But I think it handled the 40s setting. I liked the costuming on the incidental characters more. I liked that the Hydra agents just looked like Nazis with goofy armbands. Or goofy-er armbands, that is to say. Um. I liked the heavy use of jazz music. Yeah. It was, I, I, over- I like Captain Carter a lot and no, I it, want more. Right. It's, <laughs> I thought it was really good. I'm not complaining. Like it's, let me be like, I'm nitpicking, but like, I still give it a B plus. Like that's a, uh, like, I'm not giving, I'm not giving them a gold star, but I'm like, good job. Like it's, I really, I would do again. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you know, I I get what you're saying, but I'll say this about it so far. It reminds me of actually reading those Marvel What If comics. Yeah. Where you'd only get, you know, like 32 pages to explore this idea. And you kind of wish there was more, but it gives you just enough that it's like, ah, that's cool. I hope they bring that back somehow. So that's, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like, I only feel like it needed 10 more minutes. Like, I'm not saying I thought it needed a lot more. Like, there's sometimes where I just, like, wanted a longer establishing shot. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. And, the, like, I feel like I feel like sometimes I just, like, my biggest complaint, actually, with a lot of the Marvel movies, even, just as a whole, is that sometimes, that's why I've really enjoyed the Marvel TV series, is because sometimes I just want a moment to breathe with the characters. You know, instead of just getting to the next plot point. Yep. And that's and that's why like I felt like just a little bit more time would have like let us exhale. Like that said, like I thought the I thought I thought the performances were great. I thought that uh, the guy who they had um doing Steve was great in that episode as cuz they brought back most of the <laughs> most of the people who were original cast except for uh um Chris Evans was not there and no Hugo Weaving. <laughs> um I I will say I love Bucky. I really love David Sebastian had Stanley Stan. Tucci for like a line. I that's I Stanley kinda... Tucci is amazing, and there's a reason he's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> I love Stanley Tucci. He's he, great. He played Merlin in Transformers: The Last Night. He did, and he was also Just in an earlier Transformers movie. You should know movie. that. Um, and but... he played Julia Child's yeah, but... husband in Julie and Julia. Yeah, but that's like I heard he once like a fought a movie. bear. <laughs> um uh, but so 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 to talk about the other two episodes um the T'Challa, the yeah the T'Challa one 
Um, I liked it. I didn't honestly, I felt like it wasn't quite as strong and I think it just kind of like, it's, I can't, I don't want to spoil the episode for what happens. Um, it just like it, it was a neat idea. It just didn't feel as strong as the other two. Um, and then the third one, so the third one is really the one that I felt needed like just like one or two more scenes because it's presented like a mystery. But if you have not seen the Marvel movies, you would never figure out the mystery. Like part of the joy of watching something that's like a mystery unfold in on a show is trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. a reveal near the end of the episode that explains what's happening and it makes sense if you've seen Marvel movies that literally take place after the movies that you are watching, like that this is replacing in like in whatever timeline this is, right? Um, so that's kind of weird, but like they just needed to establish one thing early on in like even a prologue or something to the episode that would have made the episode like great. Instead, it was just sort of like, oh, that's a surprise. And because I've seen these movies, I I understand what's happening now and why that was able to happen because I understand how that superpower works. But, you know, so like I, I feel like it just needed like one more scene. I feel like so far, I, I guess I guess I didn't really like I didn't have that problem with episode two, but episode one and three for different reasons like episode one i wanted just a little more time to breathe with the characters and then episode three just needed that one more scene for the for the way the plot was driven um Uh, see i'm i'm kind of i've only have the first episode to work from but i almost feel the opposite like i i when when it finished i was blown away that it was only 33 minutes long like i felt like it was a lot longer but like in a good way, not like I felt like it was dragging. I was just blown away by how much ground they covered. And and I want to be clear that like it's I'm not like I liked all three episodes and I enjoyed them. I just instinctively nitpick all media. Okay, for the listener. It's I want to be clear. This is a positive review. <laughs> this is a positive review. I enjoy the thing. Because I enjoy things about a fractured multiverse, which is everything that Marvel is doing right now is either fractured multiverse or just, I guess, Sam and Bucky minding their own business. I, you know, you know who else is joining the fractured multiverse? What is it? My my buddy, my hero, Peter Spitterman. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. That's his name, right? Peter Spiderman. Spider-Man, yes. Spider-Man right. has a giant robot in Japan. <laughs> that show's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Emissary of Hell Spider-Man is amazing. Oh, and you should all love him. There will be no <laughs> Leo Pardon in this movie. Uh, yeah, the uh, the trailer drop for Spider-Man No Way Home, um, after it leaked... After and after everyone whined about it for months, sorry, just. <clears throat> and so Sony went, okay, since the trailer's leaked, we may as well put out the trailer. And it, it sure looks like I love 
uh, Doctor Strange in a puffy coat with, with the cape over it? That yeah, I, I adore like that. that. <laughs> He's just got like modern clothes on and then just like cape. I hope I see people cosplaying that version yeah. of him. I want that so. I much. think that's the perfect cosplay for like a like a Daishokan or something like that in November. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yes. Wisconsin November convention, that's the perfect cosplay for that. If I mean, I don't know, like the Daishokan's not happening this year, but like oh, or like an Evercon. Like which mm-hmm. is in January. Yeah, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like one of these like conventions where like uh you don't find anybody most cosplayers are staying in the hotel. If people aren't staying in the hotel, they're not gonna cosplay because they've gotta bring a coat. <laughs> I'm not saying that one dice show where I wasn't staying at the hotel, I brought sweats that I could wear over my thoughty cosplay, <laughs> but I absolutely <laughs> did that the last year there was a dice show because, damn it, my legs look amazing. Look, y'all, but... Wisconsin in November's <laughs> cold. Extremely. That's I don't why recommend. I just wear kigus. <laughs> I just bring a bunch of kigus to dice show and just wear those. And I don't stay in the hotel when I when I would go there. I'd stay at like a, a nearby hotel because it took less time to drive to the convention part of the center from my hotel than it would have taken to walk from the attached hotel to the convention. That's just time but saving. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Um. Alfred Molina also looks featuring the cock. Wait, nope. What? What? I was trying to make what? Doc Ock sound funny, but that was bad. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I got really confused. I, I'm going to have to put on the explicit flag, apparently. What, we haven't said swears yet? Well, I know, but I think I can get away kind with it. Uh, well, no. I know. I, I dropped an F-bomb earlier. Oh, we sorry. Get one. He did. Well, pretty flapjacks, one. you guys. Oh, we could fix that <laughs> so like um no like uh it, it don't get apple mad at me i'll try I... not to i'll try not to offend apple they are responsible for delivering the listeners to us at a large number but yeah no I... so yeah, sorry. It, it looks fun I yeah know. we're I... getting we get we get a dh doc Ock. Um, which looks fantastic in the trailer. At least we see a, a pumpkin mm-hmm. bomb. So like we're we're getting a a lot of stuff. Like I mean, it's it's kind of weird that all the Spider-Man stuff like like between we had already had into the Spider Verse. Yeah, because I that's the th- the thing I'm worried about is on one hand is it's like we already got into the Spider Verse, which is probably my favorite comic book movie oh, ever, it's, and it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's yeah, hands down. And like trying to recreate that is is not a good idea. Well, they're like, hey, you know, it's... that was a really good movie, and then like the the other Spider-Man movie everyone likes is Spider-Man Two. So let's uh, let's put our, our our jelly in our peanut butter and forget that we're supposed to also put it on bread and not just like throw it in a big ball and shove it down your throat. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm worried about. I guess. Um, what I'm what I'm very curious about is. Um, who they're gonna choose for, or who they've chosen for Green Goblin, and something yeah, like, I don't. Did they I get Defoe back? I like... think it's Defoe. I know. I know it's not Franco, for sure. Because if it's Defoe, like, 
when I first watched <laughs> Spider-Man 2 with his green you goblin. You mean Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1, thank you. Sorry. It's, um, I know no, it's I get them said, confused because yeah. there's 16 of them. Um, <laughs> right? At this point, I don't know. There's all, this is, hey, this is only going to be our second Spider-Man 3. <laughs> that's right? that's true. Um, no, his performance gave me nightmares when I was little. <laughs> okay, but like, oh, I, but wait, 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 we're getting you, like, this is, I, we're gonna get Jamie Foxx is playing Electro in this also, so okay, we're gonna yeah, get I've, the villains for both Spider Man twos in Spider Man in the third Spider Man and not like it, but none of those Spider Man three villains. I'm wondering if we're gonna get like a what would be a fun idea would be and like i know there were the rumors that maybe toby and uh andrew might show up and if they do i mean cool i guess but i really would dig like sinister six but it's like multiversal right no that's sinister six that's what i want like is, that's, yeah, uh, it's, like i'm fine with the multiverse of villains showing up to a degree i, I don't need other spider-mans i have a whole other movie franchise for and more for, for multiple spider-mans yeah for other spider-men yeah but but like if we get a sinister six that's just like you know the worst of the multiverse that yeah. would be a lot of fun all right yeah do we have any other thoughts about the spider-man trailer before we move on because we've hit the hour mark i can't wait for j jonah jameson again i'm really excited for yeah. j jonah jameson again that's my big thing more uh, I just I want J.K. Simmons in all my nerd properties. It always makes me happy. Agreed. Any other thoughts from Gen? <laughs> I I hope Willem is it as scary as last time. He will be in <laughs> nightmares. He, he will be. be clawing at your subconscious. Um, uh, and with the heart, gentlemen. With no. that, it's time to move on to the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. The Vomit Hat Steve Challenge is the part of the show where I read part of a book and the challenge to you, dear listeners, to guess what book I'm reading. If you guess correctly, you get included in the Hall of Awesome. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, I read your name aloud every episode. Two, we put your name on a hidden page on the website that you can find if you dig hard enough. And three, I think of you fondly in the moments that we are apart. The current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimide Zero, Rena Innocenti, Chisa McDamu, Krista, Slytherin, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Korfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lily Source, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Suzu, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. The current book I am reading, I will now select a random of passage from. Justice had to be seen to be done, so he'd see it done up good and proper. If you know a book that's from, go to nerdandtie.com slash contact, click on the form form and fill it out and tell us. Or if you have any thoughts, dreams, hopes, nightmares that you want to share to us, tell us, uh, does Willem Dafoe freak you out? Uh, uh, just uh, put that in the form too and tell them we might read it aloud on an episode if we felt like it, dreamt of it, thought of it, did things with it while printed out and folded into unique origami shapes. You don't know. Send it to me psychically. No, don't send it... If you send it to them cyclically, it ain't going to go anywhere. <laughs> I might get it, you know. You get very little, my friend. Mm. Oh, that's mm. mean. I'm sorry. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I might like a small little nick to put in my pocket and carry with me. 
uh, I make no promises that I can like do that, but if I can, it's going to be like now, really it, it obnoxious. Be... <laughs> see, 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 again, it wouldn't be a little Nick though, because Nick more Celeste. Right. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible joke that like most of our listeners aren't going to get, but <laughs> I... I'm. I... I'm out on all my platforms. I I used I right. used the, the other name there too. So right, whatever. I know, but that doesn't mean that any <laughs> of our listeners are paying attention. Um, we should probably get out of here. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you for stopping in with us another month. I'm Nick Izumi. I'm Trey Dorn. My cat turned ten years old last weekend. I'm Gen Proc. All right, and remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, um, on Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts can be subscribed to. And you like rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be super nice of you because that helps improve us in like algorithms and stuff, and that would just be neat. You can follow the show on social media. We're at Nerd and Tie on uh, Twitter. We are nerdandtie.tumblr.com, uh, and we are at... Uh, you know, whatever, facebook.com slash nerdandtie, whatever. I don't know. It's, like, cool if you like the page or something. Um, remember, we are a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. There's a lot of other great shows on the network. Uh, Let's Be Legendary just finished their third season of uh, it's a fifth edition Let's Play show. Um, actual play show, not Let's Play. Words come out of my mouth. Actual play show uh, set in kind of a Weird West setting. And that's really fun. The Meat Grinder ended... This month, the first season of it, all nine episodes are up of the first season of Meat Grinder, and we're happy to announce the Meat Grinder is we're producing a second season where even more people can die. And you can find more at nerdandtie.com slash Meat Grinder for that. Uh, remember, you can support the show financially by sponsoring an episode by going to the website and clicking on sponsor uh, and sponsor our shows right up the top. Remember uh, that uh, other stuff. Uh, we have a legal fund that you can support at gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. Remember that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-E-G-O-R-N. Nick's got a Patreon at patreon.com slash nickazumi. Again, it's just super cool, but you can also buy stuff with uh, Ocelot Dude Designs. Go buy that. Remember, this episode is sponsored by the Lone Tree Tapes, which you can find more information at anchor.fm slash eclectic-media-podcast. That's not a nerdandtie thing, but they are the kind of people who have sponsored this episode of this podcast, so that's a thing that we should mention. Um, Probably going to listen to that after we're done with this, actually. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, remember, in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in the place that you go deep at night when you're trying to figure out if those deer are really out to get you, we'll be there, hiding with you, also terrified of those deer. Keep on spocking in the free world. The de- you got it. Like the deer are out to get us, and it's <laughs> we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bam! All of ev- everything. Evangelion was a mistake. I'm. I'm just. I'm saying it. That's that's my hot take. Right. That's my hot take to leave you all with. Evangelion was Not a mistake. Lady. It was a mistake. Anime was a mistake in general.